Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 302 of Linux in the Hamshack. And tonight we will be doing our short format episode. So we'll talk about amateur radio, we'll talk about open source and Linux, and we'll talk about the fusion of those two things. And the folks who will be doing that talking tonight are the usual cast of characters. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. So let's get rolling with episode number 302 of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet, which was recently mentioned on Ham Nation. Thanks, guys, over at Smark. Uh, always nice when we get a plug over on ham nation um and we had a fun time out at route 66 on the air with jordan and steve and franklin and all the other guys who are out there uh, and we always enjoy uh you know getting mentioned whenever possible and when people throw those t-shirts on and wander around with them which happens from time to time always fun and always cool to see it so if that ever happens for you uh, post it on twitter or something so we can see Anyway, we should probably start off with our lead topic for the evening, and since Bill doesn't know how to cut down a title, uh, we'll let him go ahead and do this one. <laughs> well, we'll call the title uh, JVC Kenwood Discontinued Sales of Kenwood Amateur Radio Gear in Australia. And this is uh, brought to us by, uh, well, KB6NU. Dan uh, sent a tweet out yesterday because he found the article, and uh, I, I went ahead and took all the text here so we can uh, talk about it. Um, this follows the. This is from uh, the WIA, the uh, uh, what is that called? Something Wireless Institute of Australia or something like that. And from uh, Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP. Uh, this follows the closure of the showroom and workshop in Melbourne. It will be up to the devotees of this marquee to decide the cost and benefits of buying from overseas or local importers without a factory warranty. It seems that the quantum shift has occurred in the sales and repair to gear of this country and others too. Shopfront retailers have largely left the market with Australia, with survivors probably counted on one hand. Uh, it goes on, blah, 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 blah. Don't really care. But anyways, yeah, Kenwood is uh, is, is slowly walking away. And uh, I went to their website to ch- kind of check the Australian version of their website for the country. And sure enough, it has absolutely no amateur gear listed. I believe that this is not really new news. Their latest rig that uh, the fancy SDR one, I can't remember what, 890S or something like that, never actually made it to import into Australia. So uh, I guess the writing was kind of on the wall at least a year or so ago. And, uh, you know, Kenwood hasn't been uh, hasn't been uh, doing too good out in the marketplace uh, with uh, putting new rigs out and keeping up with everybody else. So uh, how soon is the end of Kenwood? That That is to be seen. The, the end of Kenwood in Australia or in general? Uh, in general, for amateur sales, yeah, it might be interesting. I'm. It would be sad for me because most of my gear is Kenwood. Although I have been kind of transitioning into Yezu recently, but that's a different story. <laughs> uh, which is that'll be too bad because I know Kenwood, at least from my experience, has some of the best received gear on the market. 
they uh, they're very good discriminators and very good uh, filters for the receive side, which is about ninety percent of the battle when you're in amateur radio. Yeah, and they always sound good on the radio too. They always sound good on the air. They always have that good, nice, solid Kenwood sound. So, yeah, it would be sad. I mean, I have uh, several Kenwood radios laying around here. You know, the old uh, TR series, but you know, haven't bought a new Kenwood in a long time. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I don't like about my, I have a TMG seven hundred seven A, which is the two meter seven seventy centimeter rig. Um, the only thing I don't like about it was the the uh, the microphone. It's like extraordinarily bulky. It was kind of like it's kind of like it had elephantitis or something. <laughs> <laughs> it doubles as a hammer and it's off days. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I never used it as such, but who knows? Or a booster seat for a small child. You never know. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never know when you'll need that. That's true. <clears throat> so anyway, moving on to some other amateur radio topics. Uh, local emergency planning committee is picking up a ham radio. The Harv and Hill County Local Emergency Planning Committee Tuesday passed a motion to allow Hill County Health Department Public Health Nurse Bridget Kallenberger, well, that's a mouthful, to look into getting the Emergency Operations Center located in the Hill County Detention Center a handheld ham radio. Kallenberger said before the vote that the State Department of Justice has 200 handheld ham radios. It is going to give out to different entities across the state, and she thought it would be a good addition to the Emergency Operations Center. She added that if the committee wanted one. They would need an antenna and possibly a second power source to power the radio as well as a ham radio operator. They're going to use a power source to power a ham radio operator. <laughs> well, you do need to plug them in sometimes. Well, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Uh, she said that the Department of Justice was offering the radios with no strings attached. Hill County Commissioner Mike Wendland said it would be a good addition to the Emergency Operations Center because ham radios are reliable and useful in an emergency situation. Quote, obviously, one of those things about ham radio operators, everything else goes down, they still operate, he said. Uh, also quoting, it's a good thing, unquote. Uh, this comes from the Daily News via Southgate, and it doesn't say anywhere in here what state we're talking about. So, it's Bill, what state? It's Montucky. It's Haver. Haver. <laughs> Haver. <laughs> Because it's not in French, and you know, so it'd be like Hove. 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 <laughs> so, did you say it was Kentucky or Montucky? Montucky. Oh, it's Montucky. So, all right. Yeah, I thought the story was interesting. Because uh, at first, uh, first few times I read it, I was like, "You need ham radio operators or ham radio licenses. <laughs> you just can't use the radios. That's not how it works." You know, I'm thinking they're buying 200 Baofengs and uh, you know, just shipping them out everywhere. You know, but like candy. Yeah. Well, they're cheap enough. They probably are. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like these are FRS, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, like oh no, they're going to ship them out all DMR radio. So you know when they have that internet connected uh, <laughs> transport, <laughs> they, uh, they'll have a lot of luck talking to each other through their hotspots. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> are you yeah. are you available to read a story over there? Or are you too uh, invested in whatever you're doing? Oh, don't have a mouse. Hang on. <laughs> you have a touchpad. Those are yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah, but do you see me over here trying to use yeah, my yes, mouse? Yes, I know. I know. That's because your mouse is connected to your old computer. <laughs> Should have thrown baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, kind of. So. Well, no, we still have the old computer. It's probably going to live in the in the game room right now and, and be our uh, poker clock for now. It's about all it's useful for. What's yours going to be, then? Mine's the karaoke machine right now. Oh, gotcha. So... <laughs> Gotcha. So, um, all right. So, 
Our next story is hands to help emergency operations during Storm Area 51 event. On Tuesday, September 17th, hams, or amateur radio operators, will begin deploying in various areas in Lincoln, Clark, and Nye counties to provide support for the Storm Area 51 event over the weekend of September 20th. Is this still a thing? Is that going to happen? I keep I keep hearing that it's been called off, but I, I don't know. I think so. there's going to be a lot of people dead or in jail <laughs> if they oh. decide to admit you know, to this. But anyway. Anyway, moving on. The goal of the operators is to provide timely and accurate communication for the event's emergency personnel and incident command so the proper action can be taken. The ham operators will be prepared to dry camp or fully self-contained through Sunday, September 22nd after setting up stations and several portable repeaters and link stations near Alamo, Heiko, Tickaboo Valley, and Rachel, Nevada. Okay, probably Hiko, but... Oh, well, yeah, whatever, so... Yeah, who knows, it's Nevada, they're weird. It's, yeah. <laughs> I see Nye County in there, and I'm thinking, woo! Yeah, live PD, <laughs> live PD. yeah. <laughs> uh, they're not on live PD anymore, but... Yeah, well, apparently we're not. Either, yeah, we're not so. either. Yeah, they're taking another break. What do we? What does that show do to our cops? I mean, they, uh, they take a break like every three months. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there you go. Storm Area Fifty One. Yeah, run, run, run. <laughs> and there's like a, there was an article on Storm Area Sixty Nine. What's going to happen when you Storm Area Sixty Nine? <laughs> it's like oh, this is so stupid. Fun was fun was had by all. Yeah, it's like the fire, the fire island thing, or whatever. You know, it's like we're gonna have this mythical event, and uh, you're gonna have some old cheese on a piece of bread when you get there. <laughs> okay. Yes. So moving on, uh, the IARU Region Three approves new 15 meter satellite allocation. The International Amateur Radio Union Region Three Asia Pacific Region directors met. A meeting was held in Tokyo, September 2nd through the 3rd. A modified interim region three brand plan was approved and included an amateur radio, or sorry, amateur satellite service allocation in the 15 meter band. The modified interim region three band plan proposed by region, because use a lot of region three. <laughs> because we don't, don't talk about IRE region three. No one ever mentions yeah. that. Asia Pacific region. Well, you know, it's like the, the story blurb that they had there was basically repeating itself over and over again. Now that I read it. <laughs> Maybe so it was translated from the it. Japanese. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, yeah, if I look at the uh, the actual document, document R3004, revision 3, September 2019, it shows, yeah, the entire uh, band has a primary amateur amateur satellite uh, status for the ITU Region 3 for uh, 2100 or 21,000, sorry, or 21 megahertz all the way up to 21.4. So basically 4.5. So the whole band and has the band plan layout as well. Uh, CW going from, of course, zero to 150. And uh, satellite uh, digi modes uplink only will be in the 21125 to 2150. And then the satellite uh, uplink only will be allowed in the 21150 to 21450. So basically in the voice portion. Um, so yeah, it looks like they're, they're adding it for uplink only on 15 meters, which is interesting. Normally, so, I think so Bill, what's, what satellites operate on 15 meters? Um, none that I know of right now. <laughs> um, I thought we had a, a 10 meter to 15 meter one for a little while, um, or maybe that was planned, and this might be part of that plan, because there was going to be an HF to HF satellite, which would be awesome! 
Boom. <laughs> Don't need directional. <laughs> just, just squeeze the mic. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for this, uh, this mythical HF satellite. Uh, you folks over in region three will be able to hit it. So, uh, good news for, uh, the APAC region. All right, very cool. So moving on from our image radio topics for the evening, we're going to switch over to some open source and Linux type stuff. And the first one is a milestone in Linux. The 5.3 kernel has been released. This release includes support for the AMD Navi GPUs, support for the UmWait x86 instruction that, no, it's probably UmWait, UmWait 86 instruction that lets processes. Um, wait. Uh, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> like when you're trying to cross the street and you hear the things for the blind people going, wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, don't die. <laughs> wait. <laughs> uh, that let processes wait for short amounts of time without spinning loops. A utilization lucky? clamp, huh? Nothing. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you feel lucky, punk? <laughs> A utilization clamping mechanism that is used to boost interactivity in the power asymmetric CPUs used in phones. A new PIDFD underscore open system call that completes the work done to let users deal with the PID reuse problem. Yeah, that's a big problem. I know all about that. No, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I mean, I, I know what PID it. reuse is, but <laughs> I, I don't I can't say I've ever seen that as an issue, but obviously it's an issue for somebody. Yeah. Uh, 16 millions of new IPv4 addresses in the 0.0.0.0 stroke 8 range are made available. Uh, support for Zaoxin x86 CPUs. Support Intel Speed Select for easier power selection in Xeon servers. And support for the lightweight hypervisor ACRN, built for embedded IoT devices. As always, there are many other new drivers and improvements. So your 5.3 kernel will be coming to some highly advanced, rapidly motivated Linux distribution soon, i.e. Arch. Uh, <laughs> and everybody else will lag way behind. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I've already seen stuff about uh, how the magic of uh, 5.4 is going to be. I'm like kind of bummed here that we're getting only getting 5.3 right now. <laughs> but most people are saying, ah, you know, it's, it's all like the new new cards, new new video drivers, and crap like that. Yeah. So for everybody that's on hardware that's old. You know, none of it's going to improve much, you know, except for some of the, if they get into schedulers and stuff like that, that, that always helps. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see what it can do for you. Ask not what your kernel can do for you. Ask what you can do for your kernel. Okay. Uh, Cheryl, you want to do the next one here? And then we'll let Bill handle the uh, flash update there. Hang on. Since it's a lot of wordy, wordy, wordy stuff. Wordy, wordy, <laughs> yeah, wordy. Skip half of it. yeah. Well, that's good. You know exactly <laughs> what to skip. So. <laughs> I have to get to it first. Come on, your computer's super fast now. You should be there already. I was in the other <laughs> Etherpad trying to get my recipe done. Uh, so, so what am I doing? Uh, you're cry. doing the second, yeah, the Far Cry one. In okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, so our next one is a Far Cry New Dawn. Never released for Linux, but it's matching Windows 10 performance anyway. Jason Evangelo, I'm guessing that's probably just threw an extra H in there to be right (laughs) right in this Forbes article I've been beating this drum frequently but it's time to increase the volume Linux gaming is showing an increasing amount of promise on multiple fronts earlier this summer I compared the performance of several AAA games on both Windows 10 and Linux distribution 
Pop OS and came to some surprising conclusions. Now there's another stunning benchmark that proves Linux can achieve performance parity with Windows, even for a title that never released on the platform. Yay, Proton. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, you know, we we just have like uh, the new launcher for GTA 5 or 4, whatever. Yeah, I guess it's 4. GTA 4? Is that the current one? 5 is Uh, the current one. Five is a great one. Okay, so they just replaced like the launcher for it to have like all kinds of advertisements or whatever <laughs> that Rockstar wants to add to the game, and apparently that's killed the uh, Proton integration right now. <laughs> I saw some people complaining about what is up with this launcher. <laughs> My game won't launch now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's hit and miss when you're doing emulation, but um, it definitely you know definitely is coming in parity uh, like this shows. Of course, uh, you know when you start writing benchmarks to test parity. You'll you'll beat the benchmarks because stuff gets <laughs> tweaked for those uh, for those benchmarks. But uh, yeah, it, uh, every game I've tried runs the same except for GTA Five. <laughs> it runs a little bit slower, a little bit slower, not mu- not much more. All right. Well, that's good. At least the performance is there. Absolutely. And our next story is a flash topic. Flash, 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 flash. Pulse Audio Thirteen was released. And here's some of the info bits from the uh, release notes. They added support for Adobe True HD and DTS HD Master Audio. They improved the initial card profile selection for ALSA cards. Uh, Bluetooth card profile choices aren't persistent anymore by default. And let's see, we added uh, uh, added some support for some Steel Series Arctic Five USB headsets. Apparently, those are the cheapy Chinese headsets or something like that. I saw a lot of people mumbling about that in the uh, Reddit thread. <laughs> like, why? Why do we care about that? <laughs> Uh, let's see they fixed the spidf uh, for c media usb 2.0 high speed true hd audio i wonder if this will fix my uh little crappy usb um um dac that i have here i should uh i should upgrade and try that um let's see we also have uh, they removed the blue z4 support they dropped the uh international tool uh the introduction of the meson build system uh constification of parameters across headers whatever that means and uh, minor bug fixes and bindings updates and several translation updates so uh yeah this, this looks like a pretty pretty fat release i was uh i was just i was going to look and see when the last release was and i think it's been a little while constification probably means that they created global constants across all headers yeah, so, so been a been a 14 months since the last release the last release was 12.2 so uh yeah for something that's so pervasive across uh <laughs> linux uh distro uh distros and for audio systems uh yeah that's uh it's interesting so yeah so yeah, 13.0 you might want to wait till the dot one release because you know you know how dot o releases are <clears throat> but uh yeah there's something new to play with and uh, hopefully we'll see at that uh what's that uh, new thing called pipewire Wonder when that's going to be uh, ready for show. I don't know. We'll have to take a look at that in a future episode. In a future episode. Yep. All right. Very good. So let's smash together some Linux and amateur radio and talk about Linux in the ham shack. And Bill has been doing his classic <laughs> Git hubster diving, is what he's calling it now. So, uh, um, yeah. This this first one is good that you're touching on that because we have uh, we have a thing to announce about that one, right? Absolutely. All right. We'll go for it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, these are the top three projects that were just recently updated when I checked the other day. Uh, the first one came up there was Cloud Log. 
Uh, and adding some more love to the email column size, Peter, uh, Peter, 2M0SQL's uh, web-based logging solution received an update today to make it uh, to the top of the list. Fun side note, we're going to be doing, uh, well, we're going to learn a lot more about this logger next week in our deep dive. So you want to definitely join us for episode 304. Um, he says he's going to record live. <laughs> I think I need to uh, send him some notes again just to see if uh, he really wants to be up at one o'clock in the morning start time. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to go, we'll have to check. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's <laughs> just he's that, ready. one of those people, you know? He is a, he's a, he's a coder. So, uh, he spends, a probably a lot of times working at night and not really working during the day. You know how all us coders are. So anyway, that's over on the GitHub. And let's see what else we have here. We have Hermes Light 2 was also there. They were pushing a test release of, uh, that they labeled 2019-09-15 through the GitHubs. Uh, this is a work in progress to create a low-cost software to find amateur HF transceiver based on the broadband modem chip and the Hermes SDR project. And I believe we talked briefly about that uh, just in a blurb update uh, probably a few of these episodes ago. So it looks like they're still pushing through on the software side of things. And if you want to follow that, they have a project there on GitHub. And we have the link in the show notes. And the last one that came up on the list was a contest-sdr. And uh, they were just doing some updates. They must have knew I was going to look. So they just did a crummy update where they added the S and all their HTTP links for their license files. So, <laughs> But the project, the intent of the project is to turn a hack RF or other SDR board into a multi-band transceiver for use in the amateur radio contest, such as the June VHF contest. At present, it only supports CW. But uh, definitely looks like an interesting project that I'll have to kind of take a look at in some more detail. And that link, of course, is in the show notes as well. And let's see, my Raspberry Four Pi 4 updates. Um, it's still on. <laughs> it hasn't died yet. It's, uh, it's sitting uh, five feet away from me uh, with a bunch of boxes in front of it that I can't get to it. So I haven't had any extra time to get to the Pi 4 to, uh, to kind of actually run it on the radio. The last I left it, uh, I did plug in the uh, SCU-17 and kind of set up my devices so uh, they're all named so I can easily get it configured for uh, for CQR log. But I got to plug the radio and coax into it. So that'll be my my next step. And uh, hopefully in the, the next uh, LHS short segment, uh, I'll be able to add some more detail on what's going on with that particular project. All right, very good. I'm looking forward to see how that's going for you and, um, you know, which of the digital radio solutions you'll be using that for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which hotspot are you going to use it on? <laughs> I don't have the cape. <laughs> uh, so you were running around with your cape the other day, weren't you? I was. I had uh, I had the hat on the pie, and it was in the back of the car, and um, Cheryl's new radio does uh, System Fusion and Wires X, and, of course, Pi Star has the capability of translating um, – System Fusion into, well, System Fusion, and also uh, NXDNP25 and DMR. So I had access to, to any of those or on the road. Um, we, we pretty much stuck around on, on uh, Wires X, and uh, we're just listening and chatting on America Link uh, while we were cruising around. So it worked out pretty well. Uh, so it was, it was a hot spot hot spotted. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you had to hotspot your phone to hotspot. Yeah. So you were still going through that trillion dollars of, of infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it did work, and it and uh, our signal reports were all good. So 
So if you buy a Yaesu System Fusion radio, you too can bring a Raspberry Pi and a self uh, internet-enabled cell phone with you and uh, talk to people all over the world. <laughs> That's exactly right. We were talking to you. There, there are people in Cuba and Japan and uh, several. Oh, and uh, yeah, the UAE uh, and, and several folks uh, that we were listening to while we were driving around. So yeah, you can do that. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. All right, uh, and believe me. Uh, as as more of Linux and the Ham Shack comes out, we will be talking a lot about digital VHF and UHF because <laughs> there's a lot of it out there. Um, to the point that I feel like D Star is kind of dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. It's been yeah, around longer though, hasn't it? It has. It's been around. It was like really kind of the first of the of these well actually i think dmr might have been around longer because dmr is an industrial standard i think dmr um uh, dmr was like co-opted for amateur radio use but it was it was a commercial service before that so interesting uh, yeah so anyway so we are down to the end of our topics for the evening so that means we have a social media roundup to finish off with episode number 302 and we'll let cheryl go ahead and Get back into your computer. <laughs> I'm back. I'm All right. Back. And yeah. tell us who's on our social media roundup All list for this episode. All right. For this episode, we have Erno Ekastatlos. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Randolph Smith, David Jaquay, Doug Rudder, Stephen Harp, Andy Webster, uh, Pete Caffrey, Cubicle Nate, Darren King, Donald Gover, John Spriggs, Jonas Rulo, Paul Griffith, Robert Pitts, Samuel Vimes, Steve Metcalf, Steve Sainer, and William Heckelman. For subscriptions, we have Jim McKenzie, which is new, Michael Bradak, Fred Cole, Randolph Smith, Kevin Ivey, Bill Collins, Tony Coberly, James Lewis, Jeff Zimmerman, Steve Hepler, Michael Jopling, Todd Bowers, Thor Wiegman, Charlie Brown, Wayne Carpenter, Bill Piotr, Darren King, Dylan Engel, Alan Wilson, John Clark, Robert Halliday, Brian Smith, Johnny Kinsey, Ronald Ike, Robert Yerke, Michael Connolly, and Jeremy Hall. For Facebook, we have Steve Palmer, Anthony Tucker, Hayden Sims, and Prasan Asadrup. For Twitter, we have, uh, let's see here, at Or Mirad George, at John underscore Kresge, at Heed T, at JV Brown 6109 at canon underscore gov, at k underscore a underscore christian, at m0kgx, at 73dxsteve, and at underscore Nicholas Cantu. On YouTube, we have Victor Benny and David Garcia, KD2BNT. No one joined us on the mailing list, and there were no merchandise sales. All right, fantastic. That means I think we've covered everything we need to cover for this week. Uh, the next thing that will be coming up is, of course, uh, episode number 303, which will be our hedonism episode, um, Weekender 32, I think we're up to. And then after that, we will have our deep dive into cloud log in episode number 304, so you'll definitely want to tune into those. But in the meantime, hope everyone has a good week until we get another episode out for you to listen to, and we'll catch you all at that time. So for episode number 300 and of Linux in the Ham Shack. I'm Ross K5TUX. I'm Cheryl W5MOO. And I'm Bill NE4RD73.
for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash lhspodcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or hamfest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.